welcome to episode five of the Art of Life podcast. I am your host, Matt Ion. And um, how do you guys like that little intro tune? Shout out to the homie Zensei who helped me produce that like five second audio clip to ease you into the podcast, you know, set the mood going to start talking about some like pretty interesting life stuff. So this week we're, we have three big topics and it's critical thinking, learning to not be a victim and setting boundaries. And if you are triggered by this, I want you to understand that I'm sitting in my office right now and I'm talking to a mic. This is not towards anyone. This is not particularly thinking of anyone in my mind. You might not even know me. So if you're triggered by something I'm saying, it's because the shoe fits and it it might, like we might, I might not have any bad opinions about you or your situation. I'm sharing my truth. And the first thing can be a touchy subject, but I'm gonna talk about like not being a victim. Because what is a victim? A victim is someone who has been on the receiving end of something terrible or bad or ill intent upon them. And I'm going to tell you personally, it was very hard. And when I talk to people about the idea of extreme accountability or radical accountability, I really like the word radical. We'll get into that later in the episode. But that everything that ever happens to me that I witness, that there is some part of me that has fault and fault has a negative connotation but it shouldn't it simply means that i set actions in place that led to this outcome right the consequence is the word i wanted to use but that also has a negative outcome and it shouldn't these are not negative or positive words they are words that describe things that are just happening right so for myself and i talk about it a lot because it's a really big thing in my life but illness like my health right and i remember i know talking to people about that be like that's kind of my fault and they're gonna be like it's not your fault but when it was something that was terrible that happened to me, I had no power about it. But when I took some kind of accountability or in my head, the other thing like we talked about, like I chose this life, I chose these challenges, that gave me my power back and I was no longer feeling like a victim. And when you're not feeling like a victim, you are powerful and you're controlling everything in your reality. And I think it's become almost cool to be a victim in 2024, 2023, moving into 2024, where people wanna play like, oh, well, I've been oppressed or like, and it's such a sensitive topic, but this is a different idea. And I want you to like empty your cup and listen to what I have to say, because it's not bad, right? There are really shitty circumstances and you can sit and dwell on why the circumstances are shitty, or you can just be like, this is what it is. And this, like, we can't go fix the past. And if I focus all my energy on why I'm a victim, I'm underprivileged, I didn't have the same advantages in life, right? Like, you're going to end up wasting the energy you could use on trying to build something better for the future, right? I talk about this all the time, where it's like, imagine you're a video game character. We differ, We have different circumstances in life, right? And I think about, like, I play a lot of video games as a kid, but, like, when you pick the sorcerer, your defense is low, but you have magic, and when you pick the warrior, you have no magic, but your attack and defense is high. And So we're born into these things where, like, you know, I, I, my parents were not rich, I, uh, but I lived a comfortable life, right? As far as financially, but imagine I went through life going, oh, everyone's so privileged, they had their health. They don't have any health issues. Like, man, it's just, I'm not gonna dwell on what I don't have. I'm not gonna dwell on what someone else has that I wish I had. Instead, I'm just gonna see like, this is what I have, I'm not a victim. And this can get really dicey when you get into like really awful things that happen and I'm not saying those people don't deserve empathy and sympathy but this game of woe is me that doesn't serve you it doesn't help you like 
pitying yourself is nice, but like over the long term, you are doing yourself a disservice. And that's why I say just take accountability, even if it's not your fault. Who cares? Move forward. Time and, and energy are both limited. You don't have infinite time here, at least not in this lifetime, in this body, and you don't have infinite energy. So why would I waste either of those things on things I can't change? Right? And there's like some idea of like, I need to process my emotions and stuff. But the, the truth of it is like being a victim will always take away your power. And that kind of brings me into critical thinking. Because critical thinking, what is critical thinking? It's your ability to think deeply and understand ideas and how things go together. Um, that's my description off the top of my head. I guess I like could quickly like Google it and read it to you guys. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause this real quick and do that. Critical thinking is intellectually disciplined process of actively and skillfully conceptualizing, applying, analyzing, th synthesizing, and or evaluating information gathered from or generated by observation, experience, reflection, reasoning, or communication as a guide to belief or action. So it's like a really like holistic kind of idea of like thinking. It's not just one aspect and seeing how things connect. And I think, like, we live in, a, in an age of instant gratification. Everything's instant. My, my messages are instant. My food's instant. My relationships are instant. Everything's, like, instant. And so we, we're so quick. People are so, so passionate about things they're so uneducated about. And it's, like, baffling my mind. And I'm not getting into anything political here, although that's probably where a lot of people's minds go. But just, like, I don't understand how someone can be so certain of themselves when they've done so little research or experience or knowledge about something, right? Like I get in debates all the time about martial arts, fitness, nutrition with people who've like never trained, never worked out, never like couldn't tell me what a carb was. And they're, they're so caught up in these beliefs. And I do this all the time where like when someone says something that I think is absolutely crazy and there's a part of me that's like, what, what did you just say? Like that makes absolutely no sense. I wonder, like, why is it that I was immediately so shocked that they said those things, right? And the reality is, like, a lot of the times, if it's not something valid, like, oh, like, this was kind of programmed into me. And, like, people talk about programming and this, like, matrix narrative we're putting on. Programming is not bad. Programming is, is, like, something we do to every human to survive, right? Like, as a baby, you're, like, vulnerable and not safe. And it's your parents and your community and your society's job to program you to understand how the world works, to become part of this like tribe that will keep you alive because we're like social creatures and also allow you to survive, right? Like as a human. So programming is a part of being alive and doesn't go away. And it, again, doesn't have a negative connotation, right? Have some critical thinking. And there's like a story I heard that I love so much about what critical thinking is. So about that applies critical thinking so it's this young girl who's learning to cook pot roast with her mom and they're in the kitchen and the mom cuts off both ends of the pot roast and she goes oh like mom why do you cut off both ends and she goes well that's how my mom did it she's like but that's a good question we should go ask her so they you know the next weekend they go and visit grandma and they ask her and she's like well that's how mom my mom did it and so she's like, oh, cool. So she was lucky enough that her great-grandmother was still alive. So she went and visited her great-grandmother, and she goes, great-grandma, why was it that you cut both ends off the pot roast? Does it help it cook or absorb flavor? And great-grandma's like, oh, no, the pot wasn't big enough. <laughs> right? Think about that. Four generations. 
four generations of doing something just because we were told to do it that way with no critical thinking as to why we were doing that. And that applies to even myself. It's impossible to critically think about everything, but it's a good time to kind of audit your beliefs on like, why do I believe this thing if I'm so uneducated, uninformed, haven't looked for the information myself? Because people will get really passionate, but they're being spoon-fed the information. And that's like how to manipulate someone, right? Like if you want to be safe from physical harm, you learn to fight, you learn to defend yourself, you carry a firearm. If you want to be safe from manipulation, you learn to think critically and you educate yourself, right? And I think like now more than ever, or maybe I'm just like getting older and who I'm around, but like the critical thinking thing is like, it's so missing, right? And we were, I remember like being graded, there were rubrics, we were being graded on our critical thinking in high school. And that's something I always got a very high score on but like there's plenty of examples like i have a friend of mine who's near and dear to me she's great um but in my first episode if you recall i quoted joe rogan and she's like nope i won't rate your episode five stars i won't listen to it you quoted joe rogan and i was like oh like why don't you like him you know and she couldn't give me like a really valid reason and so like i'll listen to ideas that are totally opposite of mine as long as someone can argue them and not be dismantled in questions. And I'm not trying to dismantle you most of the time. I'm trying to understand what you have to say. But like, man, if I can ask you two questions and you're like fumbling and dismantled, like you haven't thought about this enough and why are you so passionate and why do you have this opinion? Like we gotta start thinking to ourselves because a lot of times it comes from emotion and emotions aren't logical, right? Like I remember, I don't know if you guys even remember this, but there was this huge viral video in 2012 about Kony, which was like in Africa somewhere there was a dictator using child soldiers and everyone was sharing this video. And I remember like looking into it, you know? And then there was like an article that was written about like, man, like this is not as simple as just like sending an army here. Like you have to understand this man is protected by children who are willing to die for him with guns. And so like I shared this article and I shared my hot take, like Coney 2012, like you guys are morons. Like think about this. Like how are you going to go take out someone who's protected by children without killing children? And then people were sharing my shit. This was on Facebook. So people were like sharing my post. And I felt so validated and being like, oh, I'm smarter than everyone. Like I, I win this game of like awareness. And But like really like what the hell did I know? I was like in grade nine, you know, but it felt really good. I remember that feeling of being like really validated. And people were like, oh, Matt's got a point as if it was really my point. I did a quick Google search and read some, some article somewhere. But really like we need to start as a society and people thinking more about why we do shit because so much of what we do and believe is just ingrained in us and we haven't taken the time to really wonder like why do I feel this way? Why do I believe this? You know? And and now like look, this is going to make me sound crazy. You might clip it and cancel my ass but like it's like this flat earth shit. No, I don't think the earth is flat but when someone tells me the earth is flat like I'll listen to them especially with someone I care about, because I don't know. Have I gone and measured the curvature of the earth? Have I looked at things like, no, I haven't. So why am I so self-righteous in my opinion that the earth is round? And I'm not saying I don't think the earth is round. I don't really care. It doesn't really affect my life. But truth is like, I saw globes. They taught me that in school and that's it. I'm not a sniper, so I don't know about the curvature of the earth. When I look out of a plane, it looks flat. I'm not saying I think the earth is flat, but you know, there's no reason for me to believe the earth is round other than like pictures and what I was told in school. And so why would I be passionate about the opinion that the earth is round? Right. And when you like, I, ch I accept being challenged. I want to be wrong because every time I'm wrong, I learn and I get better. 
right? That's just so important. It's so important to like grow as a human being to acknowledge that like I've been wrong. Because like I said in one of the earlier episodes, like you are 100% certain about something that you are wrong about, just statistically speaking. And like I value truth. I value like wanting to know. And I've gone back like to my students or to my friends and been like, hey, I said this thing and I was wrong because we're so programmed to just repeat shit. Like for this episode, I was going to talk about a couple stories and I went in to make sure it was real and it turns out it wasn't. But I'm sure you might know the story about like why your mind is so powerful. So like this guy got locked in a freezer and he's like knocking and realizes like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it out of here. So he writes his last will and testament and like a letter to his wife and kids with a knife that he found on the hardwood floor and that he ends up dying and that when, when they do find his body, he died of hypothermia, but in reality, the freezer was unplugged and it was never lower than 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know what it is, but that's what the story said. Um, but like, I couldn't find anything about this being real, but we've, a lot of us have heard that story and I believed it. I believed it in my core and like, cause it made sense to me, right? Like I think the placebo and nocebo effect are super freaking powerful. And that's one of the things about like critical thinking and no, that ties to the victim shit, right? Like if you think you're a victim, your brain will make you a victim and you will have circumstances of being a victim, right? Like placebo is a really, really powerful thing. We know that it works, right? There are medications that work quite well that don't make it to market, not because they don't work, because they don't work better than the placebo effect. Take that in. The golden standard for medications to make it to market is to work better than the placebo effect. And that's where, where medications fail. But if you had this health issue and I just like put it in your food and you didn't know, you would still get better. But you wouldn't get better as much as if I told you and I was giving you sugar and I'm like, hey, this thing's going to make you better. And you start being believing me and you start, that's how powerful your mind is, right? Maybe like I looked into it. There's nobody who thought they're going to die on record of like freezing when it wasn't cold and died. But I think that's like, yeah, back to the victim shit. Like, if you think you're a victim, your brain will find reasons on why you're a victim. And that's like a nocebo effect. It's the negative uh, connotation of that, right? Like, if I believe aspartame, which like there's tons of research proving otherwise that it won't, but aspartame gives me cancer, but I still drink it every day, I'll probably get cancer, right? But then there are people who drink it every day who are fine, and that's the genetic lottery, and there's all sorts of other things going on about that. But... That's really, like, a big thing that that ties to, like, radical accountability. That's another thing I talked about. Why I love the word radical. You know, radical aliveness, radical honesty, radical integrity. What is radical, right? It's like a surfer term, but radical is, like, doing something so much so to an extent that it is, like, insane, right? Like, I talked about radical aliveness once, and I remember I made a post on Instagram a long time ago, and it's me like at the top of a mountain, just naked. <laughs> and I was like, radically alive. Like, I'm on this planet to be alive, and I will do so radically. Or I talk about like radical honesty, where you're like doing it to a point where it's like, man, you don't really have to share that. Why are you sharing that? It's because like, you're never gonna have to wonder where you stand with me if I'm being radically honest. Because I don't wanna play that game, right? Like, once you realize how finite time and energy are, any way you're using it that's not serving you, that's not making the world a better place, that's not in line with something, why the fuck are you doing it, right? 
if you couldn't make more money and you were born with a thousand dollars, you wouldn't be spending it on stupid shit. But that's how time, that's kind of how energy is. Energy, like you can eat better and sleep, but like you still have a finite amount in this lifetime. So why are you wasting on stupid shit? And that nocebo shit, right? Like if you're going to waste your energy on things that are going to stress you out and you think are bad for you, it's going to be bad for you because you believe they're bad for you, right? Being in an environment... Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to being into an environment. I want to talk about setting boundaries. That's kind of the last thing I want to talk about because I wasn't going to talk about it. I was going to save this for another episode, but a few things happened this week. And then right before I filmed this podcast, a friend reached out to me and asked for advice about something. And I was like, all right, let's, let's add it to this week because I think it's really valuable. So I kind of talked about being in a really good place after a really long time. And we know the world is difficult and people are attracted to good energy, right? I think that's inherent. We are like moths to a light. When someone's in a really good mood, we want to be around that person, right? They're happy. They're having fun. That's the person we want to hang out with. And so that person has to set boundaries because there are people you can love dearly that are not good for you, right? You can't save anyone, especially at your own expense. And there was this beautiful quote that... Um, I can't remember the name of the guy that shared it, but it was so good. But it's basically like, imagine you own a desert, right? You own a desert and this is your land, but you want to make it like fruitful. What do you do? You build roads, right? You build roads so people come to your desert and you hope they come and trade and you hope they come and bring clothes and food and water. So it becomes this like vibrant place. But now imagine you have farmland, right? And you have cattle, and you have silos full of grain, right? Then you start building a fence around your shit. Like you don't want anyone to come and take it. That's what boundaries are. When you see how important you are and your energy is, you gotta start keeping people out. And that doesn't mean you don't love them. Setting a boundary doesn't mean you don't love someone. It just means like, hey, I need to take care of myself right now. And as you do good in life, like every entrepreneur book talks about it being lonely. Every entrepreneur book talks about like, you're gonna have to leave people behind. And I've always been in the opinion that like I do tons of things other people can't do. I can do it too, but I've had to be more selfish with my time and some people don't get it and that's hard, but that's some people pleasing shit. And the reality is like, I'm being harsh, but like you have to set boundaries with people. You have to understand that like I can love this person and I can want to help them, but not on my own detriment. And I think that's just such a beautiful way to kind of wrap this all up, right? The whole episode ties in the three things. Learn to critical think. Do an audit on your opinions. When someone says some wild shit that you're like, what? Wonder why you say that, right? Like, why are you of the opinion that this crazy thing they just said doesn't make sense? And how educated are you to argue with this person? Because if they believe something that's against the general narrative, there's a reason they believe it. Usually they might just be crazy, but you know, be open-minded. Because think about that pot roast story. Think about how many things we do in society or as a culture that we just accept because we've done forever. Like Santa Claus is weird as fuck. That's a weird thing that we just do because like our parents did it and our parents did it. And it's like, where did it come from? You know, I have my theories. That's a whole other thing that we can get into another day. But like there's so many things like that in society. So like maybe do that. And like we don't have a lot of time to be bored in our day-to-day lives. We spend a ton, like, I wrote that in my journal plenty of times, where, like, I'm never not doing anything. I have headphones in, a podcast, a book, I'm reading, I'm working, I'm making content. So, like, I don't really have time to critically think sometimes. So, 
it's good to sit in quiet contemplation. And so now when I have an emotional reaction to someone's opinion or belief, I can sit with it and be like, huh, I wonder why. Critical thinking. Not being a victim, I'm telling you life is just better. And I know some of you listening have had some terrible things happen to them or done to them, and it's painful, and I'm telling you, saying, hey, they did this to me, even though that's the truth, that belief is not serving you. It is hurting you so much more than you realize. And when you just take accountability that I had a part in this, that will that will really turn your life around. And last but not least, set those boundaries. Set the boundaries. Life is too short. You know, if you are feeling drained, if someone is is hurting you, like unmet, uncommunicated expectations or future resentment. And so like that friend that's always coming around and, and venting to you and you want them to vent to you because you love them. But like some days you don't have the energy and that one day you're like, hey, I can't listen to this today and they get mad they'll come around or if they don't then that's their problem because we have to protect our own energy we have to protect our garden right and then when we anyways i hope you guys enjoyed the episode let's get into our final quote so this week's quote is by Sadhguru, and i'll be honest with you guys i didn't really have a quote for you this week so i just googled quotes about critical thinking and the first one that came up was this and I just thought it was such a beautiful way to wrap up the episode, so I'm sharing it. And it's, when your mind is full of assumptions, conclusions, and belief, it has no penetration. It just repeats past impressions, right? Like when you're so sure about stuff and you can't accept that you're wrong, you will never be able to live in a different reality. Um, there was another quote that I strongly debated, but this was the one, but I'm just gonna share both, because YOLO. It was Albert Camus, Albert Camus, um, the French existentialist. The philosopher who used to talk about like i don't even know the exact quote but he's basically like i would rather live a life where i believe god is real and i die to find out he isn't than live a life i believe god isn't real and die and find out he is which is like kind of this beautiful quote about you know living life la vie en rose like taking chances you know living a life with beliefs that serve you and when you get to the end of it it's the end Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We're getting better each week. We're preparing a little bit better. My audio equipment's better. I have that little uh, intro jingle, which I'm feeling super vibey about, and uh, I'm editing it. It's coming along. Please, please, please rate it five stars. Um, We're going to be doing a YouTube show in a couple months. I'm off to Mexico for a bit. I'll still be doing the podcast from Mexico, and um, share it with someone you think would find value from it, and... uh, If you guys have things you want me to talk about, don't be shy. Shoot me an email. DM me. All that stuff's in the show notes. I appreciate you guys, and have a great rest of your week. Cheers.